Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. Sherlisten, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sherlock. Sherlisten. 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 Oh, very good and very exciting. Benjamin, this week we're going to look at all things Transformers. But sure, look, there is no time for me to do any sort of humorous introduction because we've got a ton to get through, such as including, but not limited to, Ben, I'm giving you time of stalling so you can show me the list, (laughs) including, but not limited to, Ben, go up, up it. (laughs) Up the list, there we go. Include, no, too far, you've gone too far, go back down the list. Go back down. Back down. There we go. Including, but not limited to, and sadly this has been preempted by Tom Foolery, the very sad passing of Ray Stevenson and Tina Turner, Ben. And we've seen trailers for Skull Island, the main trailer for Barbie. Uh, That's all. This bloody writer strike's doing a number on us. Yeah, we're really getting shafted by this writer's strike. I'm no great fan of it. No great... No. Well, no, actually, that's not true. I am. We love the writer's strike here at the podcast. But sure, listen, Ben, are there any things that you are a great fan of? Sure. Listen, Michael, if that wasn't enough, and it really isn't for uh, Weekly Pop Culture, it's a drought, Michael. We're also going to be taking a look at Transformers. And with that in mind, Michael, I'm a dope when it comes to Transformers. An absolute dope. You're all right. You're grand. But you know who's quite good at Transformers? Is it Brian from Brian's Action Figure Reviews? It is, yeah, and he's here with us on the podcast. Hi, Brian. Hello, my friends. How are you this this evening? (laughs) Doing just fine. Doing just fine. Brian, we've brought you on because you're actually less of a dope when it comes to Transformers, and you know your stuff, so we need you. Somebody's lying somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> it was me I lied to Ben I just wanted to bring Brian on because I like him <laughs> you got me with the strange conceit very good uh, no we've brought Brian on ladies and gentlemen because Brian is a font of knowledge for all things action figure related um, the only man who puts Mick to shame when it comes to an action figure collection I'm delighted hey. to say hey. well, that, uh, that is true to be fair hey hey <laughs> I don't need. Yes. I don't need. I don't need Brian around to feel shame. <laughs> it's it's true. Neither of us do, ladies and gentlemen. Neither of us do. Um, speaking of shame, we we really were very jovial there at the start of this particular podcast, Michael, and we probably shouldn't have been because, unfortunately, uh, last week while we were recording the podcast, we learned of the very sad passing of Ray Stevenson, undercover Irishman, suspense Ray Stevenson. <laughs> So I I had no idea prior to his untimely demise, Michael, that Ray Stevenson was a Northern Irishman. Oh, you're going with Northern Irishman, are you? Uh, Well... Do you not count them as Irish, no? I I suppose it's tricky, isn't it, Michael? Uh, Maybe it is if you're a Sosnock, Ben. (laughs) Oh, right, okay. All right, we're going down that line, are we? So, uh, George Raymond Stevenson, Michael, was born in Lisburn in County Antrim uh, in May, 25th of May, 1964. Only a medium innings, not a great medium innings. Medium innings, not ideal, Michael, at all. He was 58, unfortunately, mm. um, and has had, quite frankly, Michael, a very versatile on-screen career. The the, the word that the, the Hollywood elites would use is a storied career. I, I think that's fair to say, Michael. I think very much a storied career and, and uh, quite something to behold. So he started out in 1998, Michael, playing none other than a gigolo uh, in The Theory of Flight, Michael. Would you believe and that's he, also how Brian got his start? Exactly. I, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going to mention it, but like, it's amazing how great people start off doing that. Like, I, I would believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he helped uh, Helena Bonham Carter's character lose their virginity in Theory of Flight, Michael, in 1998. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Have you just used the term, he helped Helena Bonham Carter's character lose her virginity? <laughs> Sorry, I what probably is, should have said he's, he's hired mean? to help. He's Does, hired to help. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter lose her virginity, Michael. And uh, quite the time is had. Quite the time is had. Well, I've never seen so, him, Ben, because I only watch him in things that are relevant to this podcast, such as well, that, Punisher Warzone. 
Punisher Warzone is probably a good one, Michael. He uh, he also played the antagonist in The Other Guys, which is the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg gig back in the day. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, he starred, his, his probably his starring role, Michael, was in a, in a thing called Kill the Irishman, uh, which came out in 2011, which was kind of a bizarre, born in America kind of rip-off if you had the Irish mob. That was... Yeah. That was Never pretty interesting. He was Never the best thing about it, Michael. He was famously Volstag at one point in the MCU. At at least four points, actually. Mm, at at least four. Yeah, at f- at least four different points. And Michael, probably what would have been perhaps the thing that propelled him a little bit more was he he was or he still is, I suppose, in his his ultimate role. He's going to be playing the orange lightsaber wielding antagonists of Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, you know, no great Star Wars fan am I, so I don't know anything about that. Brian, what do you know about that? I, I know he voiced the character in the Clone Wars as well, but that character died in the show, so I don't think it's the same one. Other than that, I'm not too sure, really, to be honest. Then who is he? Uh, who Who is he in the show? Yeah. He's not a fully defined character yet, Michael. He's the mystery antagonist. Uh, they look to be orange lightsaber-wielding antagonists. Uh, kind of a counterbalance to Ahsoka's grey Jedi vibe. Um, oh. The Fanta-loving Sith. Yes, famously, famously, <laughs> the lads on the Sith end that love a good old can of Fanta at oh. the end of a day hunting Jedi. They bloody catch up the Jedi and they give him a slap of the lightsaber and go, you know when you've been tangoed. And then you go, and the, and the lightsaber goes all wobbly and smacks them on the face. That will be so, gas. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's what's... that. Unfortunately, Michael passed away this week. Um, and, yeah, uh, a real shame. Uh, a good character actor. Uh, Punisher, bloody, the, the old Punisher flick, or series that he was in wasn't too shabby wasn't too bad um, you know but I, I think we probably he had a good deal of menace about him Michael and he probably would have been quite good as a Star Wars villain but we'll, we'll have to wait and see yes he still will be because he managed to get that recorded so that'll be his ultimate role Michael um, and uh, hopefully it's a it's a good old time hmm hmm very good. Benjamin, speaking of uh, big deaths, the other big yes. death of the week was the superstar legend of maybe not genre entertainment, but of entertainment, <laughs> Tina Turner, one of Tina, your favourites. Tina Turner, Michael, genuinely one of my favourites. I know you're being a little bit facetious there, Michael, <laughs> but uh, one great Tina Ta- Turner fan was I, Michael. Very Huge Tina so. Turner fan. Very much so, yeah. Ben, to the point that you have made me watch multiple times. Um, Mad Max 3 Beyond Thunderdome You said you didn't mind watching it for my birthday coming over and sitting with me and, and just watching it Did you I not enjoy it? it? I don't mind it I don't like the outfit I have to wear and how you sit on my shoulders and control me <laughs> You said you were okay with me being Tina Turner and with you being Mad Max and you said it was fine and you said it didn't freak you out when I yelled Thunderdome at random points <laughs> because I haven't actually watched the film you haven't watched the film. It's quite clear you haven't seen the film. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't watched the film, Michael. I just base it all on the fantastic poster um, of Tina Turner with shocking white hair. Yeah, it's great. It's a great film. I will tell you now that at no point in that film does Tina Turner ride the actor Mel Gibson around on his shoulders. But I'll leave it up to you, Ben, to watch it and enjoy that particular scene. No, I won't spoil the magic of my birthday, Michael. I'm going to keep that memory crystallised as it is. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Speaking, Ben, of spoiling the magic. Go on. Is there, is there anything that can take the joy out of something more than an animated spin-off? Uh, I mean, that's an excellent question, Michael. So, this week we got a trailer for Skull Island on Netflix. Now, I've seen and... this. Brie Larson was in it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw um, yeah, so we've we've seen Skull Island before, Michael, and we've mentioned on this podcast, not a too shabby film. Probably the best of the Monsterverse movies. I think arguably the best of the Monsterverse movies. It has John C. Riley, it has Brie Larson, it has bloody Tom Hiddleston in it as well. They're all there, they're all having a time. And Skull Island is a nightmare zone, Michael. Everything's mm. out to get you. Everything has been evolved to fuck with humans. Yeah, big centipedes. Big centipedes, mm. bloody 
skull crushers, which for some reason have skulls on the outside of their heads, grown yeah. out. Very strange stuff. Michael, Kong Island is kind of the ultimate love letter to a B-movie that completely understands how to invert expectations. Oh, yeah, so uh, this is a tangent that I, I didn't think we'd be on today, Brian. I'm sorry. This is, no, no, this is come apropos of nothing. But it, it plays with the expectations of the B-movie in a fantastic sense. From the very beginning, we're introduced to John C. Riley's character who has crashed in a... Are yes? you talking about the B-movie, the, the Jerry Seinfeld movie where he's a bee? He's like, I no, don't I'm, know what I'm being a bee for. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually, I actually am not um, talking about that one, Michael. Nice thing, okay. but very good, very <laughs> good, Michael. Very well played. So this came out, Michael, and the the beginning setup of this, I don't know if you recall it, is is bizarre. John C. Riley is an American World War II pilot. Yeah, and he goes down in a uh, uh, bloody aircraft battle with a Japanese soldier and the two of them attempt to kill each other in a fantastically tense opening scene Okay, and what they're trying to do is is kill each other but they realise very very quickly Michael that if they don't work together they're not getting off this bloody island because everything wants to kill them there's big huge monkeys monster island Monster Island. It's no good, lads. Everything's trying to kill them. It also has fantastic payoffs, Michael. There's a there's a fantastic scene. And spoilers for a film that came out quite a few years ago. But have you seen have you seen the Shea Wiggum scene in in Kong Island? The the so Shea Wiggum uh, famously played um, one of the lieutenants in this particular film, and he goes to make the big sacrifice, Michael. He takes all the grenades off his what? his belt. And oh, yeah. he gives he gives the old skull crushers an L taunt. He's like, "Come on, come on!" And he walks up the middle of a field with his arms out, the grenades in it, and uh, the skull crusher takes one look at him. Michael realizes that he's going for a grand sacrifice and swings his tail at him and knocks him into a mountain. And he blows up on the mountain. Brilliant. <laughs> so his grand sacrifice is for absolute naught, lads, and it's it's a delight. What's um, this got to do with his trailer? Well, that's what I mean, Michael. <laughs> By the looks of the trailer, absolutely fucking nothing. Um, oh, very good. Okay, that was a long preamble. It's not great. It, this trailer gives me, and Brian, I reckon you might have some insight into this, but this gives me real Godzilla the TV series vibes. Yeah, um, sure. I don't know. I think Netflix has been really good at the animation, though. Lately, you've had the the Castlevania show, you've had the Tekken yeah. Bloodline show. and I, I love the Monsters stuff since I was since my grandfather forced me to watch him as a child <laughs> on those little plasticine Kongs and Godzillas fighting each other or whatever it was. So yeah, I am down, down to watch this. Can't be, can't be too bad. I suppose, I suppose maybe if you, if you divorce it from the big budget movies, it could be enjoyable, but I don't know, I suppose if you're expecting anything like those, you might be disappointed. That's what I mean though. When we got, arguably, in 1999 we got Godzilla um, the Matthew Broderick-led um, bizarre American westernization of Godzilla, where he became kind of a, a felt lizard yeah. uh, that was very quick about the town, kind of a King Kong-Godzilla hybrid thing. Very, very strange. But the best part about that was the strange spin-off series, the Godzilla TV mm-hmm. show. Uh, it was incredibly enjoyable, where Godzilla became a pal, um to a research team and it wasn't the original Godzilla it was one of the babies the weird little it was one of the little babies you're wrong little... the best thing about that film was the soundtrack and Jean Reno but do go on <laughs> by Puff by Puff Diddy by, by, Puff Daddy by P Diddy yeah, by, by P, P. Diddy P Diddy Pop yeah great um, great soundtrack yeah. A remix of Kashmir by Led Zeppelin, if memory if memory serves. Um, one of the few bits of uh, hip hop my father would allow to be played on the sound system because it had the lead in track from Led Zeppelin on it. Give us a little few bars of it there, Ben. And then you would keep going. I was going to mock you roundly, but that yeah, that has actually worked. I do know what you're talking about. I would have been great on Nevermind the Buzzcocks when they used to have that round. Do you remember that round on Nevermind the Buzzcocks? Loved it. Anyway, this actually doesn't look too bad. It looks like an enjoyable kind of 
monster romp, probably capturing the tone that we really, really wanted from the Godzilla Kong reboots that we've seen uh, recently that we maybe aren't getting in the way we would have liked. Speaking of a surprising shift in tone. Go on. And speaking of Brian's action figure reviews, we've had a surprising shift in tone from an action figure based movie this week. Go on. We had the main trailer for Barbie. We did, Michael. And she's buggered off to the real world. One of my yeah, favourites. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's we did we did hint at that, Michael, in our viral success, our runaway viral hit uh, on the interwebs, Michael. The the Barbie teaser trailer analysis short that uh, that, that made us relatively all right. Weird shit, Brian. Just in case Brian has no idea what we're talking about, Brian. For some reason, the most successful thing we have ever published on the internet was a one-minute short of a trailer reaction to Barbie. Jesus, like upwards of two hundred and fifty thousand views. For some reason, I'm off to buy some Barbies. It's all Uh, about Barbie now. This is a Barbie podcast only. (laughs) This is what I mean. Like we we were bizarrely. Uh, successful in that it was very strange uh, when we when we saw that but it, it works anyway um, hmm. and so what we got was the full trailer this week Michael and you're absolutely right she's buggered off to the real world yeah and yeah dampened my enthusiasm for it a little bit it's like they've, they've followed the well-worn path of Sonic the Hedgehog yeah uh, going yeah. from their own world into their yeah mm. Yeah, I, I, or any any other thing where you could have it set in this fantastical world of weird shit going on, but that sounds expensive and tiring. So, yeah. what about we do that for fifteen minutes and then go to grotty Los Angeles? Yeah, I mean, I I think one of the things that might have spoiled it for me, Michael, and and I'm ready for the I'm ready for the internet to lambaste me for this. Will Ferrell kind of spoiled this for me. He was. He was straight out of the Lego movie. I, but th- that's what he was. He yeah. was a strange... And I, I think one of the things that I enjoyed, Michael, was, was the fact that we might get a bizarre Barbie trying to operate in the real world. But they've created a, a Farley Brothers, Will Ferrell real world mm. that is as silly as any toy world that you could connect Maybe. to it. Here's a hot take for you. Go on. Here's a hot take. Do you want a hot take? Yeah. Is Will Ferrell a previously escaped from Barbie Land Ken? I mean, it's entirely possible, Michael. We we still don't know what's caused this decline for um for Barbie. Barbie, Video we see games. in the trailer. We, we well, <laughs> it's not necessarily that, but we finally understand that Barbie has, uh, I suppose, what you would call an existential break. Michael, she she really. Do you guys ever think about death? And it's a phenomenal. In fairness, I thought it was a phenomenal scene. Um, the little glimpse that we got of it in the trailer, and everybody just goes, "Oh!" Uh, and then we get little hints in that Greta Gerwig style that we saw. Um, oh, and my feet are flat now. And one of the Barbies has an absolute meltdown, going "Flat feet!" And she has kind of a shutdown. That all holds real grains of enjoyment for me, Michael. And I think the. The marketing genius comes back in here, Michael, because we said, if you love Barbie, you'll love this film. If you'll hate Barbie, you'll love this film. I think they're hitting everybody, Michael. They're getting everybody. No, that's the two extremes, Ben. There's just a big load of people in the middle who do not care about Barbie. Everybody cares about Barbie, Michael. We have 250,000 views on a reel that says... (laughs) (laughs) Everybody on Instagram in the 18 to 25 age bracket cares about Barbie. I'll tell you... For some reason. I I watched the trailer, right, and... a bit, I, I bought into the madness of it all and then when I went to the outside world I was like okay what's going to happen etc etc the minute I saw the Mattel logo in the background I was like I think I'm out put your ride it's, off it's so it's so, <laughs> yes. it's so meta it's trying to be too clever for its own good one of those kind of things Brian well, I, go on. speaking as Ireland's premier action figure reviewer have Mattel Ireland offered to send you any Barbies to review in the lead up to this movie <laughs> I don't if Mattel saw my reviews I don't think they would like me <laughs> is, is was it Mattel or Hasbro who sent Pinkertons to somebody's house recently Hasbro what's a Pinkerton Ben uh, so uh, Brian are you you're, you're relatively up on this you would yeah. be because this is this is fascinating Michael are you ready for a tangent apropos of nothing go on so 
Are you aware of this? Or are you facetiously playing someone who doesn't understand what's happening? I'm 100% aware of it. But yes. I don't know what a Pinkerton is. So, a, 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 go ahead, Brian, if you have uh, it. It's like, it's basically Bounty Hunter slash Deck Collector, I presume. Yeah, so Pinkertons have a fascinating history within uh, American politics and the, the formation of the United States of uh, America. The Pinkertons are the original union-busting privateer army. Oh, that, I'd be one of them. Yeah, that you would. You <laughs> are loyal you capitalists. Are, you are a poster boy for Pinkerton yeah. recruitment. Um, good, loyal capitalists, protecting the capitalist investment, those honest capitalists. So if you've ever played Red Dead Redemption 2, Michael, the Pinkertons are the primary villains. Oh. Um, and the Pinkertons are famous for union busting. That's what they were brought in to do. They were essentially a private police force that could be bought and used as mercenaries, exactly as Brian said, used as mercenaries to count things out. But Hasbro... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Mistakenly sent out a preview package of Magic the Gathering cards. Am I right in yeah. in saying that? Yeah. To a, uh, quite a well-known YouTube reviewer in the United States, Michael. All right. Um, and he mistakenly opened these, assuming that they had been sent in earnest and correctly. And um, they sent the Pinkertons to his home to threaten to, to take the property back. Um and they essentially hired a private army that still exists from the early days of the United States to retrieve company property. Okay, that sounds fair. Good so, honest capitalists. Good honest capitalists <laughs> braving the, the terrors of public relations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Pinkertons isn't a derogatory term. These are actually, that's their job. Their job title no. is like John Murphy Pinkerton. Pinkerton Agency. Yeah, the Pinkerton Agency is oh. America's premier shady mercenary organization, primarily ah. done to enforce capitalist will. Ah, come on. They have the CIA, Ben. That's absolutely why. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You see, this is the difference. The CIA yeah. is America's premier state-run shady organization. Oh, right. Yeah. But the Pinkertons are a mercenary army that you can hire to do what you like. Oh, like the CIA. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's all of us executed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just so you know, well, just sorry, so Brian. you know, this whole just thing was so, a honey trap, Brian. <laughs> just so everyone's aware, I will not be doing anything to put myself in harm's way. So if my body turns up in a couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen, not me, not me. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so Brian, I wouldn't be taking any packages from the lads because if you give a negative review, you might get a knock on the door from a Pinkerton. They won't find me where I live at night. No oh, crap. Sorted. Just about get internet here, like so. Sorted. But you know, coming back to that trailer, Brian, I, th- I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. And I've I've talked about this a little bit in relation to Barbie before. It is kind of a hyper reality. It is kind of a a bizarre, false universe that they've created. And because it's Greta Gerwig, and because we now have a better sense of kind of the postmodern vibe that they're going for, you know, we got a glimpse of. Uh, hyper neon 90s Barbie and Ken kind of mm. roller skating on Venice Beach for some reason she's then visibly sexually assaulted and arrested because she defends herself um, which I, that was fine in the 90s that's, yeah. that's, that was, that's what happens in the real life that's, yeah. well um, in fairness that might actually happen in real life but again it, it's a very Greta Gerwig move you know we're deconstructing um, certain tropes we're taking a look at some very important things happening um, and we're trying to analyze how those things interact in actual reality. You know, the perception of a message versus how it's received versus how it's interpreted over time and so on and so forth. And we've we've talked about that a little bit. But Michael, do you remember the last time when you asked me, you know, what is the deal with simulacra and simulacrum? Do you remember that? No. Oh, okay. Well, the last I have no time idea I t- what you're talking about, I, I you talked just about- lost me here. I have never felt more that you are saying something specifically for a real than you have noises. than you have been for the last minute. No, I'm, I'm on the money here, lads. I'm on the money. So, all right, go on. Way back in the '60s, uh, a French lad got a notion, right? Oh, they're always at that. Jean <laughs> Baudrillard. Oh, Jean Baudrillard. Robespierre. 
Robespierre is an El Chancer, but John Baudrillard got this notion into his head, Michael, um, right. and he came. He became particularly interested in the field of semiotics. So semiotics is when we kind of look at the messages that are sent in the world, how they're received, and how they go through. So he came up with the theory of simulacra and simulation. So simulacra is an image or representation of something, um, and it's very often a slightly unreal vague semblance of something uh, a superficial likeness if that makes sense okay um so advertising would give you a form of simulacra like um, a, a happy housewife having a smoke yeah exactly <laughs> whereas they were all miserable and plotting ways to get away from their horrible husbands so reality facebook yeah facebook. yes facebook <laughs> instagram so, social media all... in general yeah <laughs> Have you seen how muscly I look in my Instagram pictures, Ben? You look very, very jacked, Michael. Uh, Very, very jacked. Not in real life. But, Michael, I finally came up with a great way of looking at how Simulacra kind of perpetuates itself. Um, And I found it in a fun pop culture way, Michael. Would you like to see it? Oh, oh, we're going to see something. And, Brian, I think you'll enjoy seeing it as well. I'm going to show it to you. For you better enjoy it, or else you're in big trouble. <laughs> or I'll send a Pinkerton to your house, because um, I can do that now. So, what's this going to be? You'll enjoy this, Michael. Look at this. Look at this. What are We're going to learn me? about simulacra and simulation using SpongeBob SquarePants. So, all right. <laughs> It comes in four stages, Michael. And the initial stage is the image or representation. It is a reflection of basic reality, okay? And that's yeah. a naturally occurring sponge, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be your stage one simulacra, right? A basic representation of reality. Stage two is uh, the sign becoming slightly warped by our interpretation and then shaped into something that is still a reflection of the original reality, but distorted. So it's the store-bought sponges in the funny shapes. It's your classic sink scrubber with the green top on it. And then it's, it moves on from there. And then stage three is another rendition of that image in a brand new format. So a cartoon of a commercially available sponge. Does that make okay. sense? <laughs> so now you have, you, now you have what's called the absence of reality. So it's our interpretation through another medium of something that exists in this reality. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. You're still with me? And then you get stage four, the absolute warping of reality. Uh, this sign, or simulacra, bears no relation to any re- reality whatsoever. Um, it is its own pure simulacrum. So when you get from stage one to stage four, you create the simulacrum, which is a complete warping of the original reality of what you were doing. I think... This film is dealing heavily in that because the Barbie that we see on screen is a simulacrum of how we perceive Barbie to be. And then the reality that we see in the Barbie movie, the one that she leaves Barbie world for, is a simulacrum of ours. So there's all kinds of Baudrillardian stuff going on. It's great. What? Yeah. It's great stuff. So so Robespierre didn't want to have a monarchy. No. 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 He wanted all the he wanted all the hyper wealthy so individuals to die in the streets. So stage one is an actual living woman. Yes. Stage two is Barbie, the toy Barbie. Yeah. Stage three is a movie about Barbie. Sure. And stage four is a movie about Barbie leaving a movie about Barbie and coming to the real world. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you could probably look at it that way, but I, I would I would simplify it even further, Michael. We can start with stage Hold one on a Barbie. Second. Hold on a second. Do you feel you're simplifying this? Yes, I do. This is amazing <laughs> okay. stuff. I'm having simplify. a great time. Simplify is a sponge. Isn't the... Yeah, Barbie is a sponge. Brian has simplified it wonderfully. <laughs> but but this, yeah. So Barbie is a sponge. That's going to be the reel for the week, Brian. You're going to make it big. Uh, that's, 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 that's an easy 20k view reel. Like, yeah, yeah. I can feel it in my bones. But yeah, come for me. <laughs> this, this could work very well, Michael, even when applying it to our Transformers logic. So let's, let's use Barbie and Transformers simultaneously in two parallel lines here. Stage one of the Transformers was the toy. The, the toy is the original iteration of Transformers, yeah? Mm. Oh, it's a brave statement to make, not knowing it, but oh. as it happens, yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> yes, okay. So, um, Barbie was the original toy. So those would be stage one in both of their cases. The original object within the reality for the purpose that it served of being a toy, yeah? Okay. Stage it doesn't matter that the toys were based on real world cars. 
well, I suppose you could t- turn it back further and make those stage one if you wanted. But for can the I, purposes of this... Can yeah. I just skip and say Michael Bay is stage four? Yes! He's got you. Yes! Brian's got it. Brian's That's got it. it. Brian figured Brian's it out got it in a nutshell. Yes! Excellent Baudrillardian uh, analysis, um, Brian. Spot on. Because when most Transformers fans go to Michael Bay, they end up going, what the fuck is this? Right. That's your simulacrum. It's when something is warped so much outside of its original intent, purpose, and meaning that you're just left going, huh? Yeah. What the fuck? Remember, um, the, remember when those two cars turned into racists? Yeah, yeah. do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't remember Transformers being... <laughs> yeah. Gas crack. I don't remember... I don't remember Transformers being this racist. Um, yeah, but that's exactly it. So Brian's, Brian's done the, the, the bloody Olympian leap there and gone straight through. Michael Bay would be your stage four full simulacrum of Transformers. Stage two would be your different types of Transformers. So, you know, your Aqua Transformer, your Aerial Transformer. Stage three would be the cartoon of the Transformers which take the original real object and then stage four is the absolute bastardization and murder of the franchise by Michael Bay nicely summed up oh yeah oh alright that's an interesting take on bastardization and murder of the franchise Benjamin because oh. very interesting take to say that because in many ways Michael Bay's Transformers reinvigorated the Transformers well go on well there's no need for me to go on because we've got a bloody well special guest this week, Benjamin. We do. It's Brian from Brian's Action Figure Reviews and the Culture Cast. Brian, you also have your own highly successful podcast, which is heading for episode 100 in the next two or three weeks. Yep. Scary. Tell, us a, tell <clears throat> us a little bit about that. How did you get that started? And, and YouTube channel was first, right? Then um, <clears throat> then into the, into the podcast. <clears throat> Give us a quick rundown. Well, this is like a, a, an interesting circle here because... The very first night I I did the, the the culture cast, you were actually Michael. You were the first one to comment on it. I looked I back. Was. I looked back a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, which I'm is a very supportive person. <laughs> How does this work, Michael? Okay, you did this, that, and the other thing. Ah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just um, similar to ourselves. It's a uh, pop culture, but we do instead of a podcast, we do a live stream. So anything kind of goes then and we kind of talk to the, the people in the chat during it and stuff. And yeah, it's like it, it's gotten to a hundred somehow. I don't know how, but um, yeah. That's two and a half years then nearly. Yeah, some, I don't know how real I put up with the other guy so long. <laughs> um, I say that we about Mick all, all the time. <laughs> we all have one, Brian. We all have a noose around our necks. It's a it's a healthy dose of small jokes keeps him at bay. It's great. That's very good. I, ben I used f- to be shorter than me, but he got taller mysteriously. <laughs> simulacrum, Michael. Simulacrum. It's simulacrum um, and simulacra. I knew it was. That's what I call <laughs> the lifts in my shoes. So, <laughs> so Brian, are you a Transformer review channel? Mostly Marvel Legends, I would say, but I do collect Transformers as well. Mm. Okay, so you are a Transformer man. Yeah. I've been called like a magpie because I pick up anything shiny, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, All right, so very good then. Let's go back then to what Ben said earlier. Ben made the very bold Baudelairean statement that um, it all started with the toys. Mm. So, Brian, tell us, is that right or is Ben talking bullshit? No, no, he's he's right for once. <laughs> yeah! Really <laughs> like, mm. oh, in my, just revolute anyway. <laughs> you can just revolute me that 50 quid back, Brian. <laughs> Damn it. So I spent on that joke. <laughs> yeah, it's I was right. Gone. So go on, tell us a little bit about then the origin of Transformers. Well, my own, my own origin for Transformers was... Um, like, we couldn't really get them here, well... I don't know, that's what my mother and father told me anyway, but I'm sure I'm sure he could. <laughs> but um, it was a Christmas somewhere in the eight, 89, I'm going to say, when um, I got Optimus Prime for Christmas. Couldn't be got anywhere in the shops. My uncle came home from England, as everybody went to England those days, and brought me back one Christmas Eve night, I'd assume, because it was just magically there Christmas morning. Oh, amazing. Um, so... Ben, Gen- Generation 1 Transformers. 
mm. the original ones that you're talking about. I'm sure we've talked about them before. They were a Japanese toy line originally. Mm-hmm. But the Japanese toy line didn't have particularly gripping fiction around it. So they were fabulous toys that didn't really catch the imagination. And oh, were no. successful, but not world-changingly mm. successful. Not a world-beater, so to speak. Exactly. Until your lads over at Marvel and Brian's mates over at Hasbro. Are Hasbro friends send you free stuff, Brian? Because if not, we can be mean to them. No, not yet. Fire away. All right. All right. <laughs> Fuck them. Then. So Cut. the bastards over at, at Hasbro, the <laughs> union-busting bastards over at Hasbro. Oh, that's us fucked. We'll never get invited to a D&D premiere ever again. Oh. <laughs> they got, they they got their hands on They won't be making any more of those anyway, so you're fine. Yeah, yeah that, it's it true. Critical, critical success, but commercial failure. The, the lads over at Hasbro got their hands on them, and they said to Marvel, here, Marvel, what do you think of these toys? And Marvel said, oh, yeah, they're gas, yeah. And they said, we, we've got these great toys, but none of them have any character or personality or excitement. Would you do us up a few? And Hasbro went, ah, yeah. Sorry, not Hasbro. Who was I saying? Your lads. Um, Marvel. Marvel, let's say. Yeah. Marvel. So Marvel drew, up, Marvel drew up the character designs from the toys. So is that what you're saying about Simulacrum, Ben? Yeah, so those would be the interpretation of the... So the toy started originally with no mythos around it or meaning necessarily inherent with it, other than this is a fun toy that turns into a car. No, that's not true, actually. Oh, okay, well then go on. Well, they were robots. In disguise. Yes, but they were robots, not living sentient organisms. They were cars that could transform into mechas in the Japanese Ah. tradition. There was, like, wasn't there, like, two or three toy lines that they melded together to bring over to the, the States exactly, or something? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there, there was one line called Diaclone, your favourite bit. Mm. And they were Japanese cars that had tiny little fellas driving them. Oh, yeah. And uh, they would transform into mechas to fight alien invaders. Oh, very and good. And that was the original Transformer toys. But that, that didn't catch on. That wasn't as exciting as actually turning into people, turning into people with characters. So you could have had 30, they weren't called Optimus Prime, but you could have 30 fellas turning into red trucks and it was the drivers who were the characters. Ah. Ah, see? The word wasn't ready for Power Rangers yet. (laughs) No, exactly. But I mean, that's a much more Japanese thing, having... The, the pilots of these mecha transforming robots be the characters um, until Marvel and Hasbro got a hold of it and said no make the robots into the characters yeah that's pretty good isn't it let's, let's have yeah, yeah, sentient yeah. robots let's let's open up that kind of existential worms eh <laughs> oh absolute nightmare Brian what's your take on girl transformers <laughs> doesn't bother doesn't, well, there's, doesn't bother there's me Ben's really take. <laughs> I mean, like, the first, the first one was RC, wasn't it? Yeah. And they actually had to, like, fight to get her into the movie as it was. And never got a toy. Until recently, was it? Well, she's had a few. Well, like, in modern years, times or whatever, yeah. yeah. Modern times for us, Brian, is <laughs> exactly. probably, like, since 2000. Late 90s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So recently, yeah, 1999 <laughs> approximately, I'd say. Here's just go so fast. <laughs> yeah. But that's the funny thing, isn't it? Because... Transformers, how long did the first generation of Transformers last, Brian? G1, as it must have been call it. early, mid-80s to early 90s, there, thereabouts, wasn't it? Like, pretty much that's it. Like, six, seven, eight years, maybe. And there was like, what was it, three and a half seasons and a movie? Yeah, a blip. Like So, it was till 1987. It was from 1984 to 1987. That's G1. In America, Ben. Well, I, I I can't say otherwise, but that's what what it's turned up. So it's only it's only a three year window, really. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very short time, yeah. and that was pretty much the death of Transformers. Mm. Like it, it continued in Europe for a while longer. G one continued in Europe mm. about nineteen ninety one, and mm. I'd say Brian, you and I are of about the same vintage, yeah. and <laughs> probably a little bit realistically too young to have been big Transformers fans. The first time it came out, from eighty two to eighty six. Oh, I know it was definitely after after that. Like, so Ben, this is this is 
fucking deep dive Transformers shite talk now. This is going to be <laughs> deeply uninteresting. But most Irish Transformer fans about my age actually became Transformers fans when Transformers had a resurgence of popularity in the UK and Ireland in the early 90s. Right. I think... And they... Re- go on, right? I think the first actual Transformers thing I watched was the, the movie. Yeah. The Transformers yeah, yeah. movie. So we weren't watching the show when it came out because I was only a flipping little toddler and I was probably too busy laughing and falling over and stuff <laughs> and going, ah, ha, ha. And pooping your pants. Pooping my pants. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, like, I probably became a Transformers fan for the first time about 89, 90, 91. And then... In the time it took for Transformers as cars to die off and then to come back as this weird beast Transformers thing. That was only about four years. (laughs) But back then when we were all kids and everything seemed to be more important and short times felt a lot longer. It felt like Transformers was gone for years. (laughs) And then it came back as this weird thing. Brian, where were you? Where were you in your fandom when Beast Wars came along? I think I may have been like 12 or 13. So I prob- probably moved on. Exactly. And when I saw it, I was like, what the hell is this like? Exactly. Because I remember remember that show that used to be on as well. Was it um, oh, Reboot, I think it was. Reboot, yeah, exactly. And then I saw that and I was like, what kind of animation is this at all? I can't. Ooh. And then I saw oh, yeah, Transformers come back. I think it was on the same channel. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, what the hell is this stuff? Benjamin, Bec- have you ever seen Reboot? I haven't had the pleasure. Do you not know about Reboot? Oh, well, I'm going to look it up now while you two are, while you you two look up Reboot. are, are spinning your wheels. So Ben, around the same time that you were being produced... Yeah, <laughs> um, TV and film and animators decided, what have we made TV shows entirely on computers? Um, and one of the earliest was a, a show called Reboot about computer viruses, Brian? Yeah, I vaguely remember it. It was, it was like they all looked like PlayStation FMVs or something. Exactly. It, it looks for all the world like a PlayStation 1 full motion video clip. Yeah, yeah. This Low th- polygon, no texture, just two or three characters eye. on screen at most uh, at, at a time. Most, yeah. very um, interesting. Lots of black backgrounds or just plain flat fields. <laughs> Hideous. Yeah. So it was Bob Fong, Dot Matrix, Enzo Matrix, Frisket, Anderla, Megabyte, Hexadecimal. There's a catchy name that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. You feel that, Matt? Wow. Reboot was a hideous thing to look at, but a surprisingly good cartoon. Um, Michael, did you know this was... Did yes. you know Reboot yes. was rebooted yes. in 2022? Yes, I did. I didn't. Oh, right. no, okay. use. no use. Did you also know that the producers of Reboot also made Peace Wars Transformers? Mm. That doesn't shock me. Uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Beast Wars Transformers, I'm not missing some 80s version of this. Beast Wars Transformers was the early CG attempt at a Transformers series. Yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I remember that. Yeah, because you would have been a toddler when this came out. Yeah, I remember that. And just appalling to look at. Yeah, awful. Awful, awful scenes entirely. Hard to watch. Yeah. Dreadful. Um, and I haven't, Big, I haven't watched loads of it, but apparently I've heard the writing is amazing in it. Incre- the best writing. Now, I'm going to temper this, Brian. I'm going to temper what I've just said there. <laughs> the best writing that there had ever been in Transformers up to that point. Right. Which, considering there had been one show of Transformers, which lasted three years and one movie retrospectively it's not saying that much really Mm, true but it was the first Transformers that had such wild concepts and just watch Ben's ears perk up now Brian because he doesn't give a shit about any of this but wait you hear this now it was the first Transformers fiction to have such wild concept as character arcs what development what world building 
Ooh-wee! <laughs> See? <laughs> and revolutionary at the time. Because, Brian, you will know as well as I do, the first one, Generation 1 Transformers, you can watch any episode, doesn't matter. Yeah, you can just copy it and out whenever you like. Pop in, watch an episode, pop out, even if it's a to-be-continued episode. Probably doesn't matter. Uh, and they were all, like, basically 20-minute adverts with adverts sliced in between them, so... Yeah, yeah. So it's like, who's the coolest robot car? It's Trax. <laughs> it wasn't Trax. He never was, no. no. <laughs> um, Trax was... Uh, Trax, Ben, have you ever heard Trax speak? He was, he was based on a kind of... He was based on a kind of posh Bostonian New Englander. Oh. But he got misinterpreted as the 80s as that being gay. Was it Kelsey so Grammer? It was a Kelsey Grammer type. Yeah. And he was, was a like, shit okay. so And he was like, ooh, I'm a trans <laughs> robot and I've got the finest shine in all the robots. Oh, and so it was like, just oh. a very camp kind of Liberace style Transformer. Yes, but he wasn't gay because they well, were... You, co- you couldn't have that back then, Michael. They were 16 minutes for children. That wasn't, wasn't, yeah, you weren't wasn't allowed. Wasn't allowed. But, yes, so Beast Wars, hideous mm. to look at. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. I'm having a, look at some of the, having a look at some of the designs here, Michael. Oh, mm. hideous, Ben. Not only mm. hard to look at in stills, but in motion. Oh, uh, just Who do work great as an audio player or something? Yeah, <laughs> yes. if, the, if the stills are anything to go by, Michael, dear God. Oh, hideous. I, uh, I don't think I can emphasise this enough. Just... Just pure torture on the eyes this thing was. (laughs) Imagine if someone just said to you, sit down here and watch me play the PlayStation for four hours. That's that's what it was. Oh, hideous to look at. But great for the time for a cartoon writing. Right. And you're rolling your eyes now, Ben, because loads of cartoons now have great writing. Like Brian not. was talking about Castlevania earlier. Mm. Yeah, that was very good. Warren Ellis. Yeah. Bad egg. He's not a Bad good guy. <laughs> not a good guy. Good cartoon, though. Um, <laughs> but in 1996, people weren't writing cartoons with good writing. I disagree. Go on. So we're talking about what did we do between a, both Transformers series. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that's where the whole Marvel thing started. X-Men animated series. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Spider-Man animated series not as good but still good mm. Batman the animated series was kind of leading the charge at that point wasn't it in terms of of writing like, but the, and that's another yeah. one I never got to until I was older with Batman the animated series same same for me I had it as a as a background I was a I was a Kenner Batman toy man um, so I, I wasn't intentionally uh, my, my father would go on extended business trips and then, uh, <laughs> what would what would wow. happen? That's what would a nice way of was, saying my father didn't love me. Uh, what would happen was, what would happen was, is he'd come home with, um, you know, a, a a rare and exotic Batman figure from China or uh, Uganda or <laughs> exactly. And what it turns out it was he used to go, yeah, I got that in, in China, son. It wasn't. My ma went out to Smith's during the week and bought one of the Batman toys to give to him to give me when he got in from the airport. It was great I bet, stuff. Oh. I bet you it says made in China in the bottom of it, no. It yeah. does, yeah, it does. <laughs> and you know what? It sold it to me all the more, Brian. I fell I fell for it hook, line and sinker. I was like, <laughs> naturally, naturally. Um, but yeah, so I was really into it from those toys, but I didn't really get to see the series because I was never very good at consistently watching The Den to get my fix. <laughs> Fox kids. I think um, I think uh, Transformers Beast Wars was on the den here. Brian, will you tell Ben? I'll I'll feign ignorance. Are they the same people? Is the monkey Optimus Prime? I'm going to pretend I don't know. Yeah, what's Brian. the deal? I think but in Ben the, doesn't know. I think initially they they wanted him to be, but then they changed their minds. Uh, is that right? <laughs> Pretty, much. Pretty much. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it's Optimus Prime or whatever. Did you say Optimus Primal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. That was definitely intentional. Yeah. So basically, like, I think, no, well, I'm I'm fuzzy on this, like, but I think they initially went back in time or something, but then they changed it to be like, no, these are just back in time characters or something. I don't know. It's it's all so, a bit fuzzy. I think the idea was it was just a reboot, and they were this time they were animals, um, and you had Optimus Primal, not Optimus Prime Ben, Optimus Prime, Optimus Primal, which is great. You had Megatron. 
and that's just the it's same just name. never bothered changing his name. It's never changed <laughs> yeah, that. So name. Megatron is the same. This is what I'm trying to wrap my head around. Because Michael, I, I I'm casually flicking through the Wikipedia here. It says that these are so these are called the Maximals and the Predacons. Yes, is that <laughs> correct? Very yes. interesting choices for names. Number two, it says they're the descendants of factions in the original show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the Predacons actually, their leader was Harvey Weinstein a con. Ah, very good. Yeah. Very good. And there were near, near, numerous other famous predators that <laughs> transformed into big beasts. <laughs> Quickly, Ben, I can't think of one. Uh, Philip Scott, Jimmy Savile. Philip Scott, Jimmy Savile. Yeah, <laughs> there was Savile. Jimmy Savile, a monocus. Jim will fix Sansaurus. Schofield Tron, one of the famous predators. Ben! Oh, God. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was, I think, created as a, just a reboot. Just a reboot from nothing. Just, yeah. Here's, here's new Transformers. They have some similarities to those ones you liked. But also, this one's a cheetah. This one's a rat and he's from New York. This one's a sexy spider. The, yeah, and what's, the, what's the deal with sexy spider-tron? She's a sexy spider. I don't understand the question. Uh, that's answered it thanks she's a, she's a black widow so she's a sexy spider so she has to be a sexy robot spider exactly um, right. if, if they were doing it now she'd be voiced by Scarlett Johansson but as it went on it was Mike, gradually Michael sorry what? apropos of nothing um, yeah. well not, not apropos of nothing apropos of exactly what you've said she's going to be in the next Transformers is she going to be in Rise of the Beasts with Chris Hemsworth what? Oh, in the rebooted anim- a, animated the, the, movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, the reboot of the animated movie. They're going to be the voices. Transformers 1 is what it's going to be called. And she's going to be voicing a character in it. And so is old Chrissy Hems. How do they get out of here? Are they really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah announced I've today. I've heard of this, Brian. Announced today. Brian, that I blame you. a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Announced. Brian, you're my source for Transformers news. <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't heard about this, it's your fault. <laughs> Uh, there's just isn't enough information about it yet, so I didn't, I didn't really put up anything about it. So. Oh, that's fine. Okay, I'll accept that's a very, that answer. That's very responsible journalism, uh, Brian. Yeah. I wish we did that. <laughs> no, we'll I wish just we did that, that in the dark. <laughs> yeah, we'll just take a stab in the dark and then get roasted by the internet. Yeah, the internet will then smoke me like a Christmas ham. Um, so anyway... Yeah, sorry. It turns out that they were from the future of the Transformers... Go on. Because at some point in the future of the Transformers, Ben, all the Transformers went, ah, give me a Transformers voice and I'll try and do it. (laughs) Ah. Okay. Uh, That was an excellent Optimus Prime. That wasn't terrible, yeah. So Wheeljack, I guess, Wheeljack went, ah, geez, Optimus, we're so big and we're running out of energon. And the others said, oh, what we do, we try and get smaller. And they said, yeah, let's be robots who are small. And animals. And all of the robots converted from big giant car robots into little tiny animal robots. To That's a very on. eco-friendly message, isn't it? Yeah. I was just going to say, like, cars are bad for the environment, type to change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, quite, I quite like that. No, we must shift our focus to a more renewable form of robot smashy. Yeah, I like yes. it. Good. Good. What animal would you like to be, Optimus? What's the biggest? <laughs> <laughs> Which one you can fire the point there? But, but, but Optimus, I thought yeah. you said, shut up, rat boy. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm all for that. So anyway, they all, they all became animals and then they went <laughs> off on an adventure and they had the same opening plot as the first Transformers where they got into a big fight and they went through, accidentally, a time tunnel. Oh no, not a time tunnel. Classic Transformers conceit. And they crashed on the planet Earth, our planet Earth. Millions of years ago, but after the G1 Transformers. Ridiculous. So they did a retcon. They did a retcon of this unrelated sequel series turned out to be a surprise sequel that you didn't know it was. Right. So Optimus Primal is the long, the latest in a long line of Optimus Primes. Optimi Primes. Optimi Primes, I think, is probably Optimi the correct primes. plural. And Megatron again. is the Megatron, the Megatron in Beast Wars, voiced by the very famous and popular David K. David Hay, David K. K, I think. K, yeah, um, has taken the name Megatron in honor of the original Megatron. Oh, exactly. Whose real name was James Gunn? 
Ah. <laughs> That's why he turned into a gun. I get it. That was very good. Was very Thanks. good. Was a very solid so, joke. I don't know, Brian. What do you think? Is that what this is going to be in the new movie? I think I think the new movie is just they were like looking at concepts that I can imagine one of those one of those writers room things and they were like okay we'll take some of that we'll take some of this we'll take some of that there we go just like Michael Bay because um, the director did say like that he was one of his biggest influences was Michael Bay and I was like no no dear <laughs> have you learned nothing yeah I mean don't say it out loud but like Surely. I think I think if we've learned anything from these movies is they basically throw a load of shit at the wall and whatever sticks. That's what they'll go for. It's like we used to we used to really lay into the X Men movies. With good, with good having with good reason. Yeah. For having no sense of continuity or um what sequels, what's prequels, <clears throat> what's related, what isn't. And X Men pulled that same stunt of having first class then later turning out to be a secret prequel to the original series <laughs> oh, for even Fox. though it doesn't make any sense very strange but this is fucking weird because mm. is this a sequel is this a follow on is this a prequel what's going on like I think I think it's a direct sequel to Bumblebee but I don't, I don't know I is don't, it that's what I've heard, that's what I've read no, that could be I don't know not that's, true yeah doesn't seem right like I don't I didn't see John Cena in it I didn't see Haley Steinfeld anywhere either yes no I think it's set later though isn't it it's set in the 90s <laughs> so Haley Steinfeld will have aged 26 and therefore from the perspective of the Transformers writers is as good as dead yes because they, it's only fun when they can justify a strange kind of predatory yeah pedophilia arc starring yeah, that's why they're called the uh the Predacons. The, pre- the Predacons, yeah. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a whole thing. What they were actually doing was just being very faithful to the source material. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and, like, there's a real smorgasbord of characters in this. There's Beast Formers. There's the Maximals. Go on. There's, like, your core movie Autobots of Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Yes. They've got a weird version of Wheeljack. Is he um, racist? He's Mexican and he's a Vandal. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. (laughs) He's Mexican and he's a van, and I assume that his horn plays La Cucaracha. (laughs) Oh. You know? And they've Mirage as well, Luther. And they've Who writes this shit? I don't know, Benjamin. It's not AI, because AI wouldn't do it this wrong. There's no one writing it at the moment, anyway. Tell us about Mm. Mirage, Brian. Mirage was originally like um, an F1 car, wasn't it? In mm. G1. So yeah. like, they've like turned him into jazz, essentially, in this. From what I can see. But he can still do yeah. the, the multi-car thing. Like, I don't know. He's weird. He's half jazz, half Mirage, all Pete Davidson. Half blur as well, I would say. There's a good bit of blur in him as well. Is he is he part Pete Davidson? Can you explain it's that? Pete Davidson, yeah. He's the actor Pete Davidson is playing. Oh, Pete him. Davidson is voicing him. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine Pete Davidson as a car. Yeah, well, he took a break from chatting up sexy ones to come and <laughs> record some voice lines for the Transformers. He's just he's just keeping them wanting more, Michael. You never take a break. You never take a break. You just you just you just rev up the tension. Yeah. Pete Davidson is Ben's biggest rival in the world of chatting up sexy ones. <laughs> um, ben. <laughs> but also, there's some real deep cuts in this. There's some real Transformers deep cuts because there's the character Nightbird. Oh, yes. Go on. Tell me more. I think might have actually been the first female Transformer. Oh. Um, Nightbird is a female ninja Transformer who turns into some sort of black sports car traditionally. Um, and she's in this. So a and- real deep cut. It, it, and do you think we're getting the sexy lady spider? No, I don't think so. It's like oh, they I'm... it's like they like pull random transformers from all different areas for these kind of movies. I I I really don't understand their logic or lack thereof. Mm. The biggest one that they pull, Brian, is Unicron. Yeah. Like well, they did not try and use Unicron in the last big movie. They did. He was, ba- he was buried was like... in the earth. 
he was the Earth. The Earth was Unicron. So, and the actress Gemma Chan was saying, oh, watch out. So I'm wondering then, like, if they do try to connect these somewhat, is Unicron going to crash into a million pieces at the end of this? They get buried under the, the Earth or something. <laughs> is the Earth going to get blown up and then reconstitute around <laughs> Unicron? And everyone's going to go, oh, it was a weird day. Yeah. <laughs> ben, are you listening intently or have you just looked up something that has shocked no, you? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just looking up. I'm just looking up. So, I, I, the, the angle they might be trying to pull with the Primus thing is that in the in the Marvel comics tie-in when Unicron was kind of first touted, um, as a thing, Primus was the one who gathered his uh, Maximals together to kind of launch the initial defense of the planet according to the Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia page for what, though? Uh, for Unicron. So many, There's loads of different... there have been so ah. many different Unicrons. Go on, Brian. Wasn't was Primus Cybertron? Or was that... At one stage, Primus was yeah. Cybertron, yeah. But... I find it hilarious, lads, that you gave me a hard time for Simulacra and Simulacrum. And you're here. <laughs> that, yeah. Wasn't wasn't Primus Cybertron, though? Yeah, he was for a while. Yeah, He was definitely Cybertron there for a few minutes. <laughs> he was yeah. for a while. He was for a while. The Transformers continuity, Ben, is fucking horseshit. Yeah, the lore really is over the fucking bit. It's fucking absolute horseshit. It just does not make any sense. French and philosophy is much the same. Yeah, but it's been passed around a lot. So there's G1, there's Beast Wars, which actually turned out to be tied into G1. Then there was a series of unrelated shows like Car Robots, Robots in the Skies. Prime, Armada. Prime, the Unicron Trilogy. Like, um, there was, there was a be- second Beast Wars series as well, wasn't there? Beast Wars 2. It was called something else though, wasn't it? Oh, Beast Machines. That's Beast Machines, yeah. That was on um, yeah. Cartoon Network or something like that at one point. I'm, I'm never going to stop typing stuff in today. It's oh. going to be great. <laughs> Beast mm. Machines was a follow-up series to the very popular Beast Wars, Ben. Which Beast Machines. by a whole new team of different writers, artists, animators, and nobody liked it. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't look great. No, I mean, it's not as much of an eyesore as the original. but It, it has none of the yeah. story. It, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't endear itself to the fans because it started by killing off a lot of their favorite characters. Why would you do that now? That doesn't make any sense. That's a lesson that Transformers refuses to learn. Yeah, absolutely, categorically, hands down, feck off. I'll kill who I want whenever yeah. I want. Who's your favorite? Is it Haley Steinfeld? Well, she's twenty six. She's as good as dead. <laughs> what about Megan gone. Fox? Gone. Gone. Megan Fox gone. Get her out of here. <laughs> Rosie Huntington Whiteley, we're not having her. Shia LaBeouf in jail. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf off to jail he goes. I think Shia LaBeouf should be in jail though. I think that was just a wise choice. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, that's the history of Transformers. Oh, very bizarre, lads. Very bizarre. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what's your favourite strange retcon or murdering of a beloved character on a Transformers series? You can get in touch with us in a few <laughs> different places. You can find us on the interwebs at www. Oh, what? We forgot to talk about the poll. Ah! Oh, do you want me to do it now? We had a listener's poll, Ben. Who's the best Transformer? It was the yellow one. Yeah. Uh, truck. Uh, the baddie. Or the actor Marky Mark. And the bad he absolutely ran away with it. Ran away with it. Megatron was our dominant winner, Michael. Uh, sadly, the actor Mark Wahlberg got one vote. It was me. Um, <laughs> uh, the yellow one got surprisingly few votes with 17% of the vote. Uh, a yeah. truck. Uh, yeah. Not Optimus Prime. We just put a picture of a truck up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, that came in second place. But the bad he ran away with it. Absolutely yeah. ran away with it. 50% to the body ladies and gentlemen you too could take part in our infamously wonderful polls uh, ladies and gentlemen get up on the uh, Instagram uh, at your luxury listen podcast you can find us up there uh, you can also find us ladies and gentlemen on TikTok uh, where we have loads of different content you can the best place though ladies and gentlemen to get in touch with us and Brian you'll attest to this because you're a tried and tested member of the Discord get up on the Discord Hop up on it, Benjamin. It's great stuff. The link is down below in the description. Get on it like a bonus. Yeah, exactly. But ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, come here to me. Come here to me. Come here to me. Feck us, right? Get rid of us. Throw us out and go and listen to Brian's excellent CultureCast podcast. Uh, It's coming up to its 100th episode. It's absolutely wonderful stuff. So go give that a listen and give him a review wherever you do listen. Get him up there. Get him ready for his 100th episode. 
Brian, where can people find that? You can find me on Brian's Action Figure Reviews on YouTube. And the handle works for Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all those kind of things as well. Oh, see, Ben? Brian's got the same handle for everything. Not like your scattershort nonsense. Listen here, you, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. You sit down over there away from me. <laughs> get out of here. Go on. And off to the fucking beast machine writer's room you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, that's excellent, Brian. So everybody check that out. It'll be linked down below in the description as well so you can hop over and give more listens to Brian's excellent analysis on action figures and how to review them. The Galactus behind you, Brian, is absolutely stunning what don't a toy oh don't say it it flashes <laughs> it flashes the pinkertons are on the way to his house now ben because you've said that he's not supposed to have that yet ladies and gentlemen brian's galactus is huge and it flashes i thought that was your co-host that's not an innuendo <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's bigger than tubs actually <laughs> that's his babysitter <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, that is it from us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next week when we're talking about... What are we talking about next week, Ben? Is it Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099? 2099. Taking a look at Miguel O'Hara in the 2099 era. Give it a look. Very exciting. See you next week, everybody. Thank you very much, Brian. Thanks for coming on. No problem, guys. Thanks, Brian. Bye. Bye. <laughs>